Hi everyone, Chaz here. I just want to provide this trigger warning. This episode is heavier than normal. The content here contains material that may be harmful or traumatizing to some audiences. Baruch Hashem, you're a bad Jew. Shalom. Welcome back to another episode of Bad Jew, the place where there is no such thing as a bad Jew. With me today is my Perez. My welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing as well as I can be. And, you know, for the past, we're now entering week four. And for the past four weeks now, we've been undergoing a lot of personal strife with everything happening in Israel right now. It's It's been a heavy toll. But one of the, one of the biggest thoughts on our mind has been what is going on with the hostages? How are they doing? Just, I think it was last week or maybe a week and a half ago, uh, two hostages were released. Thank God. But that is not enough. We want them all back. We need them all back. They are a part of our people. And in this episode, we're going to be talking more about that today. Before we get started, my we got the right of entry onto this podcast, which is the four-minute Bad Jew Challenge. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. Echad, daim shalosh. Go. So my name is Mike Peretz. I'm an actress, singer, and a dancer. Um, I moved to the U.S. one year and a half ago. Um, that's it, I think. I don't need more. All right. I respect how economic you are with your time. I respect. <laughs> no, because I, I and, and for those and for those who are listening, something that Mai told me ahead of time before this podcast even started is that um, she did not want to take up too much time about herself because she has been very committed to doing whatever she can for the hostages. It's a very important part of her lifestyle and her mission right now. And so in this episode, we want to spread awareness yeah. about those hostages. Maya, I think you've studied the names and the stories behind each individual person for some time since this began, since the very beginning. Now that the fog of war is cleared and we have a deeper sense of what is going on, Maya, mm-hmm. who was taken from us? So first of all, thank you for hosting me. Yeah, I think we're experiencing a nightmare ever since since October 7th. I can say that for myself, as Israelis, I guess that also as uh, Jewish, we can't sleep. Um, We can't wake up in the morning because of what happened, because of the horrifying videos and photos, because of what happened to my people, to people that I know. And also because of the fact that there is more than 229 hostages right now in Gaza. And I, I wanted to present to you a few stories to understand more obviously there's so so many people there women men babies the elderly the situation is pretty bad and we need your help so i'm gonna start by saying that in general the situation is bad not only because of the fact that a terror organization is the one who kidnapped the hostages the situation is bad because they kidnapped people that needs medical attention. What does it mean? They kidnap people with cancer, with heart disease, with um, Crohn's disease, babies. Like there is an, for example, I'll give an example, a nine month old baby, his name is Kfir, who is solely fed with infant formula and required, he requires treatment. He, he needs help. And this is a terror organization. We don't have nobody to talk to. I'll give 
an ex I'll I, I want to present Abigail Dan. She's the daughter of Roy and Smadari Dan. So today I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna tell personal stories about the hostages. With Abigail, unfortunately, I don't have any story. The reason is that um, the terrorists slaughtered her parents, murdered her two parents, and kidnapped her. Um, a three years old uh, little girl, they kidnapped her alone. Um, so on October 7th, they stormed into their house, and she has two siblings. They they managed to hide in a closet and they they're nine years old and six years old uh amelia and michael and they're right now in israel and she's alone she's uh she's alone there and the gaza strips and the gaza strip with this horrible terror organization that that abducted her um, so this is one of the hostages. Yeah, and yeah. and also if even if she gets rescued, which hopefully she does, she's coming back to an empty home. She's orphaned. The situation. Listen, the situation is so horrible. There is more. If we're talking about, you know, there's more than a thousand four hundred Israelis that got slaughtered that day, which means that there's a lot of children that left. They're orphans now. So she's not the only one, but she's right now in Gaza alone and she needs help. There are videos surfacing right now of children who have to stand alone at both of their parents' funerals right now. They, they keep on popping up and it's one of the most heartbreaking things to watch how the happiest day of the year, according to the Torah, suddenly gets just completely smeared by this terrible, terrible experience. And, um, you know, they'll never be able to look at Simchat Torah the same way ever again. Yeah. How dare they? This is, uh, this is literally as simple as that. This is a second Holocaust. And, and I think this is something that for me, it's important to say to the people that are watching that, for some people, it's social media. It's something that they see, you know, post here and there. Um, for us, it's life. For me, it's somebody that I went to school with and he got slaughtered at the massacre, the Nova Festival of Peace, that the terrorist. Um, at that music festival. Yeah, the music festival that the terrorists invaded there and slaughtered just everybody. So, so this is life. This is the situation right now. And it, it's like we're, it's still going on. Like it's still, we still need help. We really need help. If I can go. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I'm quiet, it's just, it's because I'm digesting this. And I think as well, yeah. what also makes this interview so important, we've not really done an interview just based on the anecdotes of individuals before. This is a first time for us, but the reason why is because I think even for Jews, we can get numb two faces that we just keep on seeing populate on Instagram or TikTok. And the problem is, is that, you know, it's, it's harder to connect with a picture rather than it is a story. And so that's really what the goal is here is to humanize the people that have yeah. been taking and to really add stories to these people. Cause yeah, we know that they are our sisters, our brothers, our people, but 
we do not know anything about them other than they yeah. were kidnapped by a terrible, terrible organization. And this hopefully will bring to light some really important, um, some really important aspects. Here was another thing uh, that I heard recently. I had never heard this before, but I was in my community. I, I had just uh, part participated in a Tehillim. And um, there was this girl that I was speaking to that said to me something that I'd never heard before, which is the reason why people cry at specific times is because they are choosing physically to connect to specific things. And when she said that, I didn't understand it first, but it does make sense. When you cry, you are connecting with that specific thing in that moment. And I want everyone on this podcast who's listening to connect with these people. If you haven't cried already, <laughs> now's the time. But I want to hear the next story as well. What was what was of the course. next? Of uh, course, I want to add that this is such a tragedy, and I think it's a worldwide tragedy. I don't think that it's only about Israelis. I don't think that it's only about Jews. I really think that it's about terror, terror organization, terrorism. We need to remember that, that we can't allow, if we're talking globally, it's not just about Israelis. It's not just, nobody needs to feel not safe walking down the street. Nobody needs to feel like he's threatened. And I think that we, as, as people in general, we need to condemn this. And it's important because if we're not condemning this, so we're, this is the world we're living in and it's a problem. So I want to talk about Yafa Adar. She's 85 years old. Um, she was kidnapped to Gaza by Hamas terrorists. Her family discovered her kidnapping when on Sunday, a photo taken by Hamas, uh, sorry, not a photo, a video taken by Hamas terrorists appeared on social media. By the way, there's a lot of people that found out that their beloved ones are kidnapped because of Hamas videos. Not like just because Hamas posted video of their beloved one hostage. Um, so they saw the video of the Hamas terrorists um, on social media showing an, an elderly Jewish woman at the time of her abduction to Gaza. In the video, she is seen sitting in a jeep surrounded by Palestinian terrorists as it made its way to Gaza. They, the family describes her as amazing. She deeply loves Israel and her family, especially her, her, grandchild, her grandchildren and great-grandchildren who mean the world to her. She enjoys reading and is a devoted fan of the Maccabi Tel Aviv basketball team, um, a passion shared by the entire family. She cherishes life, but the thing that is interesting in the video that she smiles like you see the you see a terrorist yelling yelling around her there's another video the yell wakbar and she smiles and it was important for her family to emphasize that until the day she was abducted she remained completely clear-headed sharp and brilliant however being an 85 years year old woman, her body no longer functioned the same way. She has struggled with heart and kidney problems, high blood pressure, which even with medication on regular days was difficult to manage. Additionally, she suffers from, okay, she suffers, she's, she needs a medical attention and she needs it like right now, right? Like 
right now. Um, she needs a walker to move around. She really needs help. And again, unfortunately, we're facing a terror organization. Why do you think she's smiling in the videos? So, so that's what why the family wanted to emphasize that she's sharp, that she's clear-headed, because maybe to show that it's it's very traumatic. That's I, I I don't know why specifically she smiles, but I know that it can be um, defense mechanism. It can be, you know, she's eighty-five. And if she is as as, as smart as you say she is. I, I also wonder if it's an act of defiance, resisting the oppressor. It can be. It can you know, be. Because can the, be. the terrorists, the terrorists, their goal is to, even if they fail the literal mission, which is to destroy all of Israel, they can at least break down the morale of the enemy. Yeah. And I wonder if her morale is just that strong or if that she is, that's her fight, is not letting the terrorists break her down on a moral level. It's a, a crazy thought to be smiling in the face of evil like that. And by the way, I, I got to say, in terms of the, the theme of evil, before this conflict, there was a part of me that didn't believe in evil. I had this debate with myself many times in the past. You know, is there truly evil? Is it just this concept we hear in fairy tales? This is evil. This is a matter of not being able to find inner peace, projecting it out into the world, not even caring about the people that you represent and just trying to create as much chaos as possible for the sake of creating chaos. The same way that a pyromaniac enjoys fire, a terrorist enjoys chaos. I think that little do people know that, I'm saying this as an Israeli citizen, yeah, Little do people know that Hamas shoots rockets on Israel. Like every, like it's not just hap right now from, you know, from it's not happening. Like it's not a surprise. It is a surprise that they invaded Israel and that they invaded from the sea, from, from everywhere. And they slaughtered like more than uh, 1,400 Israelis and kidnapped women. It, it, this is a surprise, but Israel is experiencing um, an attack on a on a daily basis, especially the the people that are in the like the that lives in the south. Um, right now, I can say uh, you think you know you see on social media a lot of uh, posts about this day. It's not. It's it never stopped. My parents are still going twice a day to the sh to shelter. So this is something that is important to say about this specific attack. I have no words. I have no words um, because um, because I think that um, I think that what they did, the war crimes they committed, I, I don't think that even the world saw what we saw. Like the videos that I got, I don't think that everybody are exposed to that. For me, I, for that reason, I can't sleep at night. Um, the things that they did that day, group raping women, children, women and children, burning people alive. I, I, the things that they did, I, I have no words.
really. Um, and I can edit about Yaffa that you said that it may be, you know, she she's facing the terrorists. She's like standing still. I don't know why she smiles, but I can say that her that her family wanted to to emphasize that her grand I think it's her granddaughter. She said, if my grandmother is still alive, she is in a critical condition. I believe I'm 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 quoting her. I believe there is nothing more inhumane than withholding an 85-year-old wo woman uh, woman's pills, medication, painkillers, leave her lonely and isolated in captivity in Gaza. I don't think anyone would want their relatives to endure such an ending to their lives. It's um it's really like you can't. The situation is that the Red Cross you know, the organization that designed for such situation, they cannot reach her um, or provide the necessary medication she requires because it's a terror organization. So her, her granddaughter, she's saying that they can't reach her. And meanwhile, the state of Israel sent humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. So the situation that the hostages, like the Gaza Strip is getting, like the people, the Palestinian people, they are getting humanitarian aid, but the hostages, nobody knows how, like what they're doing, if they're okay, what's their medical condition. Nobody knows, which is, which is horrible. It's heartbreaking. And again, yeah. I have, I, the only word I can go back to is evil. Yeah. Evil to me used to be this idea of perspective. It used to be the idea of, well, whoever, lost the battle becomes the evil one because the victor decides who is right and wrong. But this is different on a whole nother level. Yeah. And of course, the atrocities of the Holocaust were evil, that too. But like you said earlier, this is the second this is a second Holocaust. This is and a second Holocaust. To kidnap people, you know, with medical conditions, babies, um, you know, if we're talking about this, we need them back. But think about what will happen when they will come back. The things that they're, that why, the, this, the reason that I'm sitting here talking to you is that it's urgent. It, they needed to, to, to release the hostages yesterday. That's the reason that I'm here. Um, this is, really really urgent and we can't be silenced because as the days you know like every every day we're talking about it and the situation keeps going and they're there they're experiencing tortures um they need medical attention we don't know what their situation is that's why i'm here i also want to acknowledge uh the social media element of this as well in the last episode of our podcast we talked about how jews are being targeted on social media and something that Easy Salant so eloquently said on the show is that we're not mad that you're asking for a ceasefire. We're mad that you're asking for a ceasefire without demanding that Hamas return the hostages. That you are literally choosing a side but only acknowledging one side's needs. If the hostages returned today, the bombardment would end. That's been the IDF's stance. On this. I think I think that it's not just it's not uh, what's the idea for me. I, I I just think that I saw this really important quote that 
if Hamas will stop firing or will, you know, it was like stop firing. So, um, so the war will be over. If Israel will stop protecting herself, there won't be no Israel. So, um, so I think that I, I saw like Gal Gadot, she, she spoke, uh, at a con- I, I don't remember where, but she, but she said, I cannot believe that people are asking for a ceasefire without like, without saying anything about the hostages. I want to ask those people, what would you feel in this situation? Your daughter is there, your um, your grandmother is there, your, I, I will present in a bit an entire family. And it's this is not the only family that they kidnapped, they kidnapped families and, and, and they took them to the Gaza Strip. Um, they're held by a terror organization that kidnapped, that uh, slaughtered, that raped. Um, how, like, you will ask for, if it was you, what, I, I really don't understand that. And I think that it's so important that we're doing this episode because um, people need to realize that it's not just, um, the, just like a picture on social media. When I'm showing the picture of, I will send it. You will. Um, uh, I will send you the picture. When I'm showing uh, the picture of Kfir, who is nine month months old, it's not just a picture on social media. It's a, literally a baby that is kidnapped by a terrorist organization. There can be no ceasefire when there's more than 229 people there. And I want to edit something to make sure that we understand the gravity of the situation. There are still many families in Israel whose relatives have been missing since October 7th, trying to understand whether they were kidnapped or what happened to them. Again, we're facing a terror organization, which means that they don't give a full report. It's not a, it's not a country that, you know, it's a terror organization that just kidnapped a lot of people. They don't give full report of the people that are there. And there are still in Israel people who are like their beloved ones are missing and they don't know what happened to them. Um, in addition to, to add it to the, there are more than 20, um, than 280 unidentified bodies. The Palestinian terrorists of Hamas have tortured and, and mutilated the people to such an extent that they are simply unrecognizable. This is the, the people that kidnapped um, more than 229 Israelis. This is why we need to release them and quick. And this is also why Israel's response has been so intense and it needs to be because we need to eradicate the monsters that committed these crimes. These, not just any crimes, by the way, war crimes. And then this, war is where, crimes. And this is where Hamas starts to gaslight and says that Israel is committing war crimes. One thing that was not talked about in the social media episode is the fact that a lot of the videos that we see are being proven to be fake from Hamas because a terrorist organization is literally wrapping live bodies in what looks like body bags and they actually you see them in videos later on someone texting someone else from their body bag so they're not actually dead they you, so you see I, you yeah, see sorry, like sorry. bloody rags of like what you would assume is a baby inside and later on it's revealed that then the picture afterwards is a doll that's been bloodied up with some fake blood or even maybe even real blood but the bottom line is it's a doll so 
a lot of these casualties are fake. We talked about the hospital fiasco from, I think it was last yeah. week or two weeks ago, and how immediately Hamas just came up with a round number, 500 within minutes, and then everyone jumped on Israel's tail to say that Israel did it when it was proven in so many different ways that it couldn't have been Israel that fired that rocket at the hospital. It didn't even hit the hospital. The hospital still exists. And it wasn't also 500. Lot. Right. It wasn't even close to 500. It was like 50 yeah. people. Yeah. So the bottom line is there's just so much misinformation that's going on and it's toying with real people's lives. And this is why Hamas needs to go. This is why I hope and I pray that at the end of this conflict, we will never see or utter the word Hamas ever again. That it'll be just another page in the history books. So I don't even want to call this conflict. This is this is a war, and the Hamas terror organization occupying Gaza for a long time and terrorize Israel for a long time. We all need Gaza. We all need um, uh, Hamas to be destroyed. Also, the Palestinian people. I will give an example in a bit, but I've been getting a lot of messages during those two weeks. And I wanted to ask people something. I wanted to ask people to, to research, but really research. What does it mean? I'm getting a lot of messages, but Israel did that and did that, and with posts from Instagram to prove it. You need to remember that Hamas is an expert in pro propaganda, which means that you can see the best, most, most, you have like most informative, yeah, like posts that explain the situation and they're sometimes they're not true. Okay. So for example, you can see those videos that you talked about. So many videos that I posted for the last two weeks, literally little children as actors, fake buddies with people that are moving everything. You need to remember that Hamas is an expert in propaganda. You need to research right. Go online, go and read about the situation. For example, a lot of people saying Israel is occupying Gaza, which is not it can't be true because Israel left Gaza in 2005. So, so please, uh, I want to ask people to read more. I'm here. I'm pu I'm publishing a lot. You know, I'm posting a lot of uh, like on my uh, social media. I also I recommend Noah Tishbi and another in uh, another great guy Yosef Haddad. You need to understand that we as people we live the situation, which means I know people there. It's not just were on social on social media it's human beings and when when you when you post stuff on instagram i need people to remember that it means something when you post something on instagram it can be for peace and it can be for hate it can uh, the like for example right now what we're seeing here in the us the uh, anti-semitism for me it's uh, i moved here in a, a year and a half ago to see that it scares me so much. Us, for I can say, I can say that I'm talking a, a lot with people in my industry that are Israelis. We cannot understand how this is the situation here. I think I think that's that. I think you said that very well, and I think that you voice in that all American Jews and Jews abroad outside of Israel feel right now. We feel yeah. under attack. We feel targeted. Yeah, But people who, there are people who are even more aggressively targeted as we know right now in Israel. And I wanted to learn about the yeah. other people that you have also collected 
for this yeah. interview as well. So I want to talk about Lyrie Albag. Um, she's 18 years old. She's a, so a soldier at um, Nahaloz army base. Um, she was taken captivated by, Ham by Hamas terrorists um, on Saturday, October 7th, as they took control of the IDF post. So I want to, you know, to tell you a little bit about her. Liri finished high school a few months ago, and she's a third child among uh, Shira and Ellie's four children. Uh, they say she's stunning and sociable girl. Um, she's the joy of, of their home. Um, their home, their house is always filled with her friends. Everybody, everyone knows her. She's loved by all. She's a pure child with a golden heart. Um, always conducts herself in peace and grace. And, you know, she's so calm. Um so Shira, her her mother, um, she last heard from her daughter at 6.30 a.m. that day when Leary reported that she was in a field shelter trying to avoid the rockets. Um, that was the last time that... Um, Shira heard from her daughter, uh, and I want to I want to emphasize that because this day, um, what people that you know that could and uh, by the way until this day, but um, um, people that couldn't find their beloved one just walked from hospital to hospital trying to identify um, their 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 you know their family. Which I want you to think about, you know. Um, this situation, it's horrible when you try to look, at you, when you hope to find something in a hospital. It's like, it's such a absurd situation, such a horrible situation. Um, so she couldn't find her. And again, this is another case of, um, of, of you know, she, find, she found out about, she arrived home, uh, back home and Leary's boyfriend showed her a telegram video posted by Hamas. Again, um, this is how she find found out that her daughter is kidnapped. I will uh, we will show the video, in which they were able to identify Al-Bag being kidnapped by Hamas. She said, "I saw it and I refused to believe what I was seeing." Um, the video that um, you can see is you can see young Israeli women inside a car being transported to the Gaza Strip, injured, surrounded by many, um, you know, many Palestinian terrorists chanting Allah Akbar. One of the young women is Leary. So I wanted to quote her mother. She said they took her from her bed in uh, in the military base. Uh, she was with her PJ, um, and I want her back in her bed at home. I don't know what is going on with her. I don't know what they are doing. I don't know if she ate something, how she feels, if she's wounded, if she's wounded there. I I know nothing. I cannot breathe because I don't know if my daughter is breathing. That's what she said. Um, and I want to say something about it because this is important. I want to stop for a moment and talk about the women who were kidnapped. There are many women like Leary, Hamas kidnapped. Among the, the comments, they did a, a health report about the hostages. And among the comments that there are girls who experienced rape and need treatment. And this is something that is important for me to emphasize. Hamas, Hamas published a lot of 
horrific videos. And also, you know, I don't know if you know about Zaka. Zaka is the um, organization um, that uh, collects the bodies, the disaster victim identification. Um, so we can see like on those videos and also from the testimonies of the people that collected the bodies, um, we can see evidence for rape of Israeli women and children. Um, the woman, the women who were slaughtered and also those who were taken to Gaza mostly experienced rape and gang rape by Hamas terrorists. Um, I, I will give an example. And again, I know it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard, but the situation is hard, is hard. So we, we have to say it. Um, for example, there, there, there is this horrible video of Nama Levy. She's 19 years old. She appears when she's brutally taken out of a jeep um, while a crowd of uh, Palestinian terrorists cheering around her, shouting Allah Wakba. And you can see her entire crotch uh, filled with blood. I'm sorry, but this is the situation. Um, so I wanted to emphasize that um, because we need to quickly release uh, them and 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 why I wanted to emphasize that is because of one of the interrogations that um, that the Shabak um, did for Muhammad. He's one of the terrorists, Muhammad Nad Ahmad El Arsha. He was asked uh, what they were instructed to do to the women they they kidnapped. His answer was turn them into prostitutes, rape them, interrogate them, hurt them. He was asked. Um, um, what they're going to do to the babies. He answered, rape them, kidnap them, attack them, kill them. The situation is urgent, really, really urgent. And we need your help. We need you, everybody that's seen this podcast, we need you to share this. And it's not just to share this podcast. It's not just to, um, to you know, to speak, uh, to talk to your friends about it. No, it's not just that. Um, share pictures of the hostages. Um, do something. Do everything that you can. If you can donate to the, we uh, attach the idea of bring them home now. If you can do anything to help us, because they're controlled by terror organization there, the hostages, and there's no humanity there. None. Absolutely none. It is, by definition, unequivocally evil. And Maya, I want to thank you for giving us the much-needed humanity to these names and to these faces. You've done a, a mitzvah by coming onto the podcast, being vulnerable with us, not just talking about the experiences there, but also connecting your personal experiences uh, that you have to your friend. And I'm sorry about your friend who died at the music festival. May their memory be a blessing. His name is so Jonathan Kendro. May his memory be a blessing. Thank you. So I want to end the podcast on that. And I think that it's just, you've made some strong points. I think you ended it on a very strong point that they need to come home. The situation is dire. And there's there's valid, legitimate reason to be in war, to be in this place right now. And anyone who says otherwise is promoting pro-Hamas propaganda which is impacting the lives of not just the people in Israel, but Jews people around the world. Here. People, people here. People here. Yeah. 
you are you are perpetuating true evil because these are real people yeah and you will be remembered for your actions i hope they will come back as soon as possible and again we're in the us i want to ask people um investigate read research i can say that for example bill maher is a great example of um of someone who knows uh what he's talking about i can uh, again go to my i like to my instagram page i can recommend people i do whatever to be educated about the situation if you were born here if you were raised um here it's very different from the middle east um and you need to have all your information and and more importantly you need to to fight for hum for human beings you need to fight for humanity because if we're living in this world and this is happening in this world so what is like what i don't want to live in this kind of world i'll be honest um so i want you all to think very carefully um you know we're all young um we're going to be the ones to build the future i really do believe in that so what future we want to have it's not that one amen thanks for listening to bad jew we'll see you next week shalom